Leah Rockwell, the Dean of Experiential Programming at Mercersburg Academy. I'm here with Mike Conklin, and I'll allow him to introduce himself. Yeah, my name is Mike, uh, and I am in my first year as our Director of College Counseling. So we're both in our first years mm-hmm. of new roles at Mercersburg. Can you share a little bit about your background and how you ended up in the role where you are now? Of course. Uh, I am a graduate of Hobart and William Smith Colleges, where I was a tour guide as an undergraduate, uh, and I sort of gained some valuable insight into the world of college admission through my experience as a tour guide. Uh, And so shortly after graduating, took a job in the admission office at the University of Rochester. Um, I was there for four years, reading applications, traveling and recruiting, doing all of the things that... Uh, young admission counselors do uh, before deciding that I wanted something more out of my experience uh, in terms of having sustained and meaningful interaction with students. Um, So I have siblings who have worked in boarding schools uh, and decided after four years at Rochester that uh, I would like to share in that experience. So uh, I took a job in the admission office at Mercersburg Academy uh, where I was for four years and uh, decided over time that uh, I would prefer to be in our our college counseling office. Um, And I think part of the reason for that is just uh, really because the the process of advocating for the needs of an individual student comes more naturally to me um, than does advocating for the needs of an institution. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I take the counselor portion of that role. Um, pretty seriously, and, and, and I feel like that's been a, a good fit for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. How would you say the college counseling office here has changed in recent years? I think it's it, certainly since I arrived nine years ago, um, the college counseling office has evolved pretty significantly. Uh, first and foremost, we've expanded the office, uh, so we now have a uh, student to counsel ratio uh, of 25 to 1 in the senior class, which compares to uh, most of our peer schools uh, where the ratio is typically 40 to 1. So we're allowed, uh, we're, we have the resources to be certainly, I think, more directed in the work that we do with our students. Uh, we're able to uh, begin working with students at an earlier point in their time at Mercersburg Academy, uh, and the depth of those relationships, I think, serves us pretty well. Uh, so for me, that is certainly the most significant of the changes that we've made as an office. Um, and I think there are a lot of uh, secondary changes that that's allowed us to make as well, which have all been directed certainly at serving our students uh, and our parent population um, as well as we can. So you referenced taking the counselor part of your role very seriously. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about what Mercersburg means when it describes college counseling as utilizing a developmental model. And how do you see yourself as a counselor in that role? Yeah. So to some extent as a college counselor, our currency is the face time that we have with our students, the extent to which we're able to, to get to know them on a personal level. Uh, the developmental model is really an opportunity for us to help students to develop the characteristics and skills that promote engagement through the college search uh, and that lead to eventually a successful transition to college. So 
uh, it sort of serves that dual purpose of getting to know our students and also equipping them with those characteristics and skills. As Mercersburg Academy continues to define what those characteristics and skills are institution-wide, uh, we as an office have chosen uh, to focus primarily on four sets of, of characteristics and skills, namely um, academic skills, uh, also social-emotional and transition skills, uh, and then of course the, the traditional component of, of the college admission office, or college counseling office rather, which is um, college awareness and the process of actually engaging in the college search in, in healthy and meaningful ways. How would you describe your vision for where the office is headed? I know where we've come from, but now with Mike Conklin leading the way, what does that look like? Yeah, so uh, how much time do you have? Uh, for, for, there, there's a lot. I've given a lot of thought to, to what I hope our office will be able to accomplish. And, and really, I think it's um, in large part considering our, our place within the community uh, and the role that we we serve here. Um, in terms of really building that developmental model, uh, I, I think it's important that we begin to work in collaboration with other departments on campus, uh, certainly defining those characteristics and skills in isolation of you know, other departments or without the support of other departments um, would be uh, counterproductive. I, I think it's uh, something that in terms of our new organizational structure, we're able to do much more thoughtfully so that uh, all of the work that we're doing is, is aligned with our student life office and our academic office um, so that students are consistently receiving the same message uh, across their experience uh, and across disciplines um, and that we're able to contribute to that as, as, as part of a, a larger effort on behalf of the school. Um, I also think, you know, as we look to uh, partner with other departments on campus uh, that we find time to do our work um, in a way that becomes more integrated into the school day. Uh, traditionally, our work has been done at times that students would otherwise have free. Uh, and so as much as possible in an effort to alleviate the stress uh, and anxiety that students sometimes feel coming into this process, it would be um, my goal to have some of that work happen at, at, at times that are more um, a part of uh, a routine part of their experience here and, and that are uh, accounted for in, in our daily schedule or, uh, you know, weekly, monthly calendar. So you talked about partnering with departments, offices on campus, which clearly our work together will do that. So that's on-campus partnering. And we're looking at off-campus partnering. We're talking a lot about parents. Um, what's one thing that you would want all parents to know about the college um, counseling process? Yeah, I, there are a variety of things. Uh, I, I think first and foremost, uh, the advice that I would have is, is to trust the process. Um, we work closely with every student to formulate uh, a, a plan that reflects that student's uh, priorities and, and preferences uh, coming into this process. And um, while that process takes time, uh, usually we're, we're able to be very thoughtful in working with each student uh, so that they, they can achieve what they set out to achieve with a sense of overall health, 
health and well-being. Um, so, you know, above all else, I think to, to trust the process and, and to engage uh, with our office as parents have questions and concerns. Um, I hope that they will continue to proactively uh, ask questions and, and seek uh, clarification. Um, we're always available to provide that. And, uh, you know, that's certainly an important goal of ours as well. So you're counseling both students and parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say so. So if you could offer practical ways that parents could be supportive of their children as they navigate the college application process, what kinds of ways, what are the ways that you would suggest that? Yeah, I think it's important that parents are transparent with their uh, children, their students, about what the priorities uh, or needs of the family are. Uh, so that can, that can be... Um, related to a conversation as sensitive as cost and financial aid, the role that that cost and financial aid will play in the student's college search. Uh, If there are certain parameters that a parent has with regard to his or her uh, student's choices um, and the options that they may eventually have, I think it's important that that transparency um, takes place, those conversations take place early in the process. Uh, We're always working with students to frame expectations uh, and uh, I think it's in order for us to do that in, in ways that best serve the student, it's important that we, we understand and that students understand uh, if there are parameters um, that they must take into consideration when, when engaging in the college search. So as you work with parents and students through the process, what's one common misconception parents often have about the college counseling process? That's a great, great question. From my perspective, it seems that there is, um, it's hard to articulate, you know, that among the admission professionals that I've spoken with uh, and in reflecting upon my time in the admission office at the University of Rochester, it's important for, for students and parents to understand that as admission representatives read the application, they are always looking for reasons to admit. Um, they are not looking for reasons to, to deny. And so uh, I think to some extent that can lower the stakes, um, but it does also sort of inform the larger conversation. Uh, we've had conversations with admission representatives who have suggested that uh, the percent of the applicant pool who is actually qualified for admission far exceeds the number of students who are actually admitted. Um, a representative from Tufts University was on campus not long ago to suggest that uh, 72% of their applicant pool is typically qualified for admission. Students that they believe would be wonderfully successful on campus, uh, their admit rate is about 16 to 17%. Uh, and the way that they get from that 72% to that 16 or 17% is by making decisions uh, with institutional priorities in mind. Uh, and so students who have done uh, everything uh, within their power um, to put forth their best effort and, and, and to put their best foot forward uh, are sometimes not offered admission on the basis of those institutional priorities. Uh, so it's, you know, there, there are a variety of misconceptions, I think, that are, are inherent in that. Um, but I think it's important for parents to understand that, that, that admission counselors are generally looking for reasons to admit, but also trying to meet institutional needs and that that sometimes... Um, uh, 
may sort of defy logic or, or conventional thinking about student qualifications, um, which can be discomforting. Uh, and and um, yeah, it can be something that the, we struggle to find a whole lot of clarity or transparency about, but I, I think it's an important consideration. Are you willing to talk about any aha moments or highlights of your career so far as a college counselor? Aha moments. That is a great, <laughs> a great question. Something we talk about with students a lot. So Yeah. To be honest with you, I, I don't know that I've had an aha moment. I, I think I'm learning every day uh, just how dynamic this profession is and how dynamic an industry this is. Um, it is always changing and there are uh, new things to consider uh, every day, every year, every enrollment cycle. Uh, and you know to, to be prepared for that I think is important and to be to be flexible um, is important. And that's something that I've, I've certainly learned over time. I don't know that it's happened in an aha moment, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that flexibility I think is increasingly important as this, as this field becomes, uh, and college admission becomes increasingly competitive. Mm-hmm. So looking back in your current role, if you were to counsel your 17 year old self through this process, what piece of advice would you give? Yeah, that, uh, so I, w- I ha- would have a lot of advice for my 17-year-old <laughs> self. Um, so, I, it, and it's maybe helpful to provide some personal context here. I am the youngest, uh, I have a twin brother, but we're the youngest of five. And I have three older siblings who attended very prestigious universities. And I think I had a certain expectation uh, of myself uh, in terms of, the type of institution that I would would eventually attend uh, and would attend as a recruited athlete. Um, I ended up at a school that I would not have considered to be among my top choice schools and found that I was far better served than I likely would have been had I ended up where I thought I was uh, destined uh, to to be. So uh, the advice that I would give myself as a 17-year-old is to keep an open mind. Uh, You know, I I say this to my students, often and I know it's not so easy to process in here as an 18 year old but someone once said to me where you go to college never matters more than when you're 18 and I think that's largely true and I think if I had uh, heard and understood that as an 18 year old I might have made uh, good on my parents investment in the first year and a half of (laughs) of my college education that it took me a while to find my footing Uh, so I, I think that's the advice that I would offer is to, to keep an open mind and, and to know that things are going to work out as they're supposed to work out uh, and that um, there are so many wonderful options available to students and we're really fortunate uh, for that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs>